Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning to everyone in San Marcos and beyond, and welcome to this special Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Today is International Women's Day, and what better way to celebrate it than have an all-female episode of Bobcat Radio, the show where we talk all about everything sports-related from Texas State sports and San Marcos High School athletics. I'm your host, Riley Lowe, joined by producer Gage Sutton and co-host Kennedy Moore and Remley Herzberg. For all those out here that have any questions or comments, feel free to call the studio at 512-245-3473. That is 512-245-FIRE. Also, make sure to follow KTSW Sports on Twitter and Instagram at KTSW Sports, where we tweet live tweet games and update followers on all things Texas State and San Marcos High School athletics. But before we continue, we have a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Kennedy. And now let's just dive right into it. We're going to start with Texas State men's basketball, who lost to Appalachian State in the second round of the Sun Belt Tournament, 76-73 in overtime, after getting a first-round bye. The reason this game even went into overtime was by this amazing play by Caleb Asbury. Asbury jumped up and got the rebound from App State with four seconds left and ran across the court to shoot a long three and made it to tie the game 64-64. It literally was a buzzer beater. So what are some things that y'all saw in this game against App State? Well, in this game, I saw them fight to the very end. I hate that it wasn't enough for the Bobcats to get the win, but they should be really proud of themselves of this season. Mason Harrell, he has been amazing this season. He's actually a contender for Player of the Year of the Sun Belt Conference, so he did a really good job. He had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals in his game against App State. And also, Caleb Asbury, like you mentioned, those two big shots to bring in OT, which is amazing. Like, they have amazing players like Nigel Caesar and Isaiah Small, who has really been coming up when it really mattered in these games. Yeah, and like you said, Mason Harrell definitely has that potential to be Player of the Year for this for the Sun Belt this season. Um, also, I just wanted to ask, what are some of y'all's favorite moments from this season since we're rounding it out a little bit? My favorite moment is just the connections with the players and the team, honestly, because it was such a family this season. I don't know what it was, but you can tell, like, the players love playing for Coach TJ. Like, he's like the strong father figure that brings the team together. And they were, like, faced with adversity with COVID and everything and him getting COVID. And that just shows how much this team was dedicated to winning because no matter what came up, they they still won, won as many games as possible. So I really love that. I think for this season, for me, the probably the best moment was the regular season conference championship. Um, after last season's very quick exit and very quick end to the season, I think it was just a really nice way to finish out an unfinished season. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree too. Did y'all see the video after the game where they where Coach drove to outside the arena and they jumped on his car because they couldn't come in contact <laughs> due to him being COVID protocols? I thought that was so amazing because it just shows how much they loved him. Like literally, they jumped on his car, this man's <laughs> car. I don't know. It just shows like his presence is always known even when he's not in the building, and that's really amazing. Yes, definitely. That video really showcased that and how you were saying that that family and how Remley was saying how last season kind of didn't end how they wanted especially because they also lost Nigel Pearson who was probably their best player that whole year last year but seeing everyone step up and take that role it wasn't just one player it was a bunch of players like Mason Harrell like Caleb Asbury Isaiah Small everyone that was a part of this team actually became I feel like a team this year for sure so what a great season by the Sunbelt Conference regular season champs. Of course, um, this was not the outcome that they wanted, but I know that they'll be back next year fighting for another tournament again. Um, they still have the opportunity to receive a bid for the NCAA to go to the tournament, but once that information is announced, we'll probably post it on our Twitter at KTS at KTSW Sports. So now let's move from the court to the diamond and talk about some Texas State baseball who played at Minute Maid Park in Houston this past weekend in the Shriners College Classic. They played a jam-packed schedule with number eight Texas Tech, number nine TCU, and Rice. They lost to Texas Tech six to three and was run ruled by in the eighth by TCU ten to zero. Um, they were able to finish the weekend with a win against Rice nine to one. What did y'all see from them this past weekend? This was definitely a really tough weekend, but it was it's a, it's a very nice way to end out the weekend, especially with that win over Rice. Um, that was not the way I thought the game was going to go, but it was definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, just overall from the team, I think there's a lot that we can learn from. I, I don't think that the, the pitching rotation was solid this week. It was definitely... Um, Pretty tough for all of them. A lot of the starting pitchers were able to hold off um, the opposing team, but in the end, they usually just fell in the last couple of innings. It, it's kind of hard to maintain. I'm noticing with this team, those last few innings are where the team really struggles. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Remley. I feel like we've kind of seen that struggle the past, like pretty much in all the games. Like it doesn't seem like their starters haven't had their do the dominance that we want to see from them. But then also this weekend, it was just like the relievers just could not maintain the score because Zeke Wood actually did amazing this past weekend against Rice. He was completely dominant in the past few times. We've seen him struggle with his command. But last night he just painted a nice picture with 111 pitches in six innings, no earned runs and six strikeouts to end the night. It was insane. What else have you seen, Remley, from this baseball team? Um, I definitely agree with you, Riley, on Zeke Wood. I think he had a phenomenal game last night. Definitely the first two games this season. He now has a record of 2-1. and one. Um, But in the beginning of the season, I think he definitely was kind of struggling to find um, his rhythm. And again, after a run-ruled game against, uh, who was that? TCU, yes. TCU, that was definitely... Um, a really tough, really tough game to watch, but definitely after um, a run rule game, it's nice to see a high scoring game with a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Successful pitcher. Yes. Um, I know you had some 
um, players that you thought really stood out this weekend, who were those for you? Yes. So I think even though we had some some uh, low-scoring games um, on our end, I think our offense was pretty strong. I just think the other um, team was just, just a little bit stronger. Um, I think some of the highlights for me this, this weekend had to be uh, Jose Gonzalez and Wesley Faison. Um, both recorded uh, home runs for this weekend. For Jose, it was his first one of the season. So it was just a beautiful shot to watch um, and definitely a very exciting moment for the team. Yeah, and I'm guessing Texas State isn't completely happy with these outcomes of all these games, but they have a chance to take on some of these opponents again this year as Texas State will be back in action tomorrow at Bobcat Ballpark as they take on TCU again at 6 p.m. Um, if you're not able to go to the ballpark tomorrow, KTSW 89.9 has got you covered with pregame coverage starting at 5.50 p.m. as Texas State takes on the Horn Frogs. That is it for the first half of this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Keep that dial turned to TSW 89.9 because after the break, we have softball head coach Ricky Woodard calling in. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back with more Bobcat Radio in just a moment. If you are in need of COVID-19 testing and don't have insurance or the ability to pay for testing, call the COVID-19 hotline at 512-393-5525 for free testing. The hotline is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. For more details, go to sanmarcustx.gov. A message from KTSW, the other side of radio. Promoting your organization can be difficult, but not impossible. Make KTSW your plan of action by submitting a PSA request. You can submit a request at ktsw.txstate.edu and navigate to PSA request on the Contact Us page under the About tab. You can submit a request to make a PSA about your organization, club, or even an upcoming event. Getting your PSA on air is the best way to promote information about your organization, event, or business. A message from KTSW, the other side of radio. Support for Bobcat Radio comes from Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Lodge, located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hi, I'm Stephen Trout, head coach of Texas State Baseball, and you're listening to Bobcat Radio. Welcome back to this International Women's Day edition of Bobcat Radio. On the phone with us right now is Texas State softball head coach, Ricky Woodard. Coach Woodard, can you hear us? I can. You guys hear me okay? Yes, we can. Thank you for joining us today. Firstly, you just came off a series sweep against Houston for the first time in school history. How does it feel? Yeah, kids are playing really well right now. It's, it's uh, It was fun to watch them this weekend. Great weather and great playing at home. And so uh, many time you get a a win over a quality opponent like that. And um, obviously it's, you know, we, we haven't had a, a good, a good series against U of H in a while. So that was, it was a fun weekend to say the least. Hello. Hi, coach Ricky. This is Kennedy here. My question for you is how has COVID affected the preparation for the games this season? Yeah, it's been a little bit different. You know, one of the things we knew was we were going to play a lot more Texas schools and, and play them a lot more times. And so that was one of the reasons for the three-game series with U of H was, was because of COVID. So that just in itself was was one of the reasons for that three-game series. So, you know, just, you know, the prep has been, you know, weird, just having to figure out bus seating charts and um, hotel rooms, making sure they're, they're still, 
you know, staying in hotels with the people they live with and, um, you know, ordering meals to go. And, you know, everything's just been different this year. And it's just been um, probably a lot more time consuming put into just everyday thought processes um, to get through the season and not just on the field stuff, but a lot more prep for off the season this year. So I want to kind of switch gears really quickly, and I just wanted to see um, a little bit of a preview from what we can expect from the girls this week. This Wednesday, y'all play Sam Houston State. Um, what can fans expect from the team? I hope the same that they've been seeing. Um, this has been a fun group to watch. You know, I feel like we have everything kind of clicking that we need to click. Um, our, our slappers are doing a good job. Um, the kids with speed are getting on the bases, and the kids with power are, are swinging the bats really well right now and you know pitching's done a really good job of of just letting us inter intermix them where we wanted to um everybody's getting starts everybody's coming in in relief uh, defense is making all the routine plays that we need them to along the way and so uh, i feel like everything's kind of working the way we want it to right now i don't know if there's anything we really want to change or need to do differently we just need to kind of keep working at it and keep fine-tuning and keep getting better every day but um you know i i hope they don't see much difference in what they've been seeing, to be honest. This is going to be an interesting week because we play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which um, I don't know if we've ever done that before. So that's just another thing with COVID is that we're just we're having to play more games in, in different ways. And so, um, yeah, I, I hope they see the same thing they've been seeing, to be honest. Just got to roll with the punches, Coach. Uh, it's Gage here. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is you guys have been really well-rounded. We've seen a lot of great performances from a lot of different players on your team. But is there one player that's kind of stuck out to you and has kind of, I guess, surprised you in terms of the way uh, she has played? Man, I could probably give you a few right now. Um, you know, we had a couple of players out with, with COVID protocol this past weekend, and, and I thought we had two really key ones that, that – kind of picked up the slack and one of those was Kylie George in the leadoff spot she was on base a lot um and you know right behind her was was Sarah Vanderford she just did a great job I think she hit uh, about 650 this week um so you know I, I think I could take those two kids and just be you know if those two can continue to do what they're doing over the long haul of this and then you add our kids that were out with protocol back um you know, we're going to be we're going to be in a really good spot. Um, but those two had a really stellar week this past week. Kylie George and Sarah Vanderford both did at the plate. And you know, Coach, one of the things that we talked about before the show uh, here off air was this team wasn't, or this is a team that before the season wasn't, it isn't really wasn't on everyone's radar. But now you guys are starting to win games and prove people wrong. Uh, what's kind of the mindset moving into the rest of the season as you guys are kind of coming up with this underdog mentality? I think the biggest thing we have to do is, is just stick together as a team. Um, you know, I think that's been the hardest part through this COVID thing is not being able to, to build much team chemistry. You know, they don't get to hang out a whole lot together. And, um, you know, the female sport, team chemistry is huge. And I'm, I'm sure it probably is is just as big in the male sport um, for a lot of teams, but it really is in our game. Um, just knowing that person next to you and knowing those people in the dugout um, as well as you can and, and having that why factor of, of why we're doing this for each other is huge in our game. And that's been kind of hard to build this year. And so, um, you know, it's getting everybody to buy into each other and, and why we're doing this and then, and, you know, buying into their roles because everybody's getting a chance to play. Um, yeah, I feel like I have very, very strong pitching. We got five strong pitchers and trying to keep them, you know, all buying into their role and doing what they're doing. And then kids coming off the bench to, to play every day. 
um, in their roles, you know, it's getting everybody to kind of buy into that. And I think that's going to be the key to our success down the long haul of this, to be honest, guys, is everybody has to keep buying into that because um, we're just getting started. We're two weeks into this. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of ball games left for, for everybody to, to buy into what we're doing and how we're going to do it and, and stay successful at, at sneaking up and beating people. If you're just turn, tuning into Bobcat Radio this morning, we're on with head coach Ricky Woodard for softball. Um, you've mentioned to Remley that y'all play Wednesday through Saturday this weekend. Do you think fatigue is going to set in in any of those games, or what is your plan going into that weekend? No, I thought this past week was, was going to be the tough week. We took a trip to Lubbock, and you know, if you've made that seven-hour trip lately, we would, it's a tough one. We drove up and played a doubleheader and drove back um, and you know, in a, about a 24-hour time span, and I, I thought that was going to take a toll on us. And so, again, for them to come out and play the way they did Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, you know, I thought Sunday we showed a little bit of that early in the day, but to, to come back and play the sixth and seventh the way we did and, and come up with you know, late runs and in that game, I thought was huge. Um, so again, I I think the team chemistry is kind of starting to click. And so when you get that, you don't have to worry near as much about fatigue. And so, uh, you know, I'd say that, um, sparingly because I I do worry about it a little bit, especially when Saturdays is on the road, it's at UTSA. So, um, I would like to say no, but again, I have no idea because yeah, I, I think as a coach, you always worry about what could creep in and, and, um, I, I keep telling myself right now, everybody would probably like to play rather than practice because they don't want to listen to me anymore. So um, I think playing games is probably better than practicing at this point is what I, I keep trying to tell myself. So this season has definitely been um, a very crazy and hectic one with busy schedules for the girls. So no doubt it's hard for them. But for you as a head coach, how has this season differed from um, other seasons? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more stressful. Um, you know, again, just trying to to keep ahead of of the COVID game. I think um, you know, it, it, this week was the first time we've really dealt in season with the COVID issue and and having the COVID protocol to deal with too, and and having players out and managing that. Um, it, you know, when you first get that phone call and they tell you you've got players out and we're contact tracing these other players and. Um, you, you kind of think it's coming, but when it actually you get that phone call, it's definitely um, kind of mind-boggling, you know, on game day that you're having to deal with that on top of everything else. So, um, and then you know, just the the general stresses. You know, I, I have a family of of my own to to deal with the COVID stresses too. You know, with, with kids in school, and so it's it's definitely you know been a lot more stressful um, for everybody. I think, and, and as a coach, I think it's it's been good for me to remember that just in my own day-to-day world um, and dealing with college athletes to know that, you know, stress is a little bit higher for everybody right now and and just trying to be a little bit more patient and um, try to make practices a little bit shorter and and quicker to the point. So everybody can get out of there and get done what they need to do. And, um, but I I think that's just the the key right now to to everybody is trying to just be patient and and roll with the punches as, as we kind of are all trying to do. Hey, Coach Ricky, this is Kennedy again. The team is currently 10-3. and three. What do you hope to accomplish this season that you haven't already? Um, you know, I think any any team right now is just looking to, to be successful through the long haul. Um, you know, as you guys keep stating through this, this COVID thing and, and the stress of it, um, 
you know, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be who survives the long haul of this. And so I think that's that's what I'm just trying to do right now is try to keep us, um, you know, <laughs> not listening too much to the outside world and just trying to stay in our little bubble um, and stay COVID free so that we can keep playing games and keep doing what we're doing. So I guess we try not to think long-term too much right now. I think we're trying to just go day to day and week to week. Um, I don't, I don't know what I would say is a successful season right now, just to be honest with you guys, because I don't know what the season holds. Um, So I think right now I would say in our first two weeks of the season, I would call it successful. What does the next two weeks look like? I have no idea. And the two weeks after that, I have no idea. And so I don't, I don't know if I want to define success this year yet, just to be honest. Um, obviously everybody wants to make it to postseason play. Um, but with the challenges of this year, you know, I, I just, I want these, these young ladies to feel successful at the end of the year that, that, you know, we've done our best that we could do with the challenges that the year held. Um, just to be honest. With it being International Women's Day, how big of a deal is it for women to be in places of authority, such as a head coach position? Well, I th- you know, I, I think every day this uh, world is evolving for for a lot of people, um, and and women, and especially, it just keeps growing and growing um, with our opportunities, and, um, and 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 that's one of the things that I, you know, we, we like to talk about all the time is just uh, women in sport in general. Um, it's it's changing rapidly, um, and so I think you know any time we can continue to pursue excellence um, in what we do as women, I think we have to. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that we talk about is in our program all the time is let's not just be good, let's be great. And I think that's what we have to continue to push across the board, um, you know, in every aspect. And so I think um, you know any any time we can celebrate. Um, you know, a different aspect of life and different roles that we can we can continue to push. I think that's what we have to do as women. Thank you so much, Coach Woodard, for talking to us today. Um, we are happy to have you on any other time. And but thank you again for your time. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, good luck this week, Coach. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming out and, and uh, supporting us all the time too. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. We just finished talking with Coach Ricky Woodard of softball, but now we're going to go back to the court um, with Texas State women's basketball as they traveled to Pensacola, Florida for the Sunbelt Conference tournament this past weekend. They beat Georgia Southern in a blowout game, 94-61, to to advance to the second round against the number one seed in the tournament, Troy. They went into overtime against Troy and sadly lost 100 and three to 90. What did y'all see this past weekend from this team? Well, this past weekend, I saw drive. The 94 points that they scored against Georgia Southern was the most by a Texas State women's team in a Sunbelt Conference tournament game, period. So not only did they blow them out, but they also made history while doing it. So that was a really amazing, that was really amazing to, to watch. Although they lost to Troy, they shouldn't be disappointed because they're the number one seed, like you said, like you just said, and they put up a big fight bringing them into overtime against the number one seed. And people weren't expecting them to do, weren't expecting them to do a lot this season, and they really proved them wrong. Yeah, they also not only did they score the most by a Texas State women's basketball team in the Sun Belt tournament by surpassing the seventy-eight point record, but they also marked the most points by a Texas State team regardless of the conference affiliation, which is amazing for this team. 
what has impressed y'all both the most so far from this team this season? Uh, I would say the foundation that this team has built because they've been in the rebuild in the building phase for many seasons, and but but now I feel like they really have a strong set of players that they're going to go to war together and they're going to continue to move up in this conference. And compared to last season, this team is more confident in their abilities to perform. And it's shown on the court, Kennedy Taylor, Lauren Thompson, Denasia Hood, those are like three players that are, that are really like the leaders of this team and everyone like builds energy based off them. Exactly. Um, I'm a big follower of statistics, specifically with sports. So usually my opinion kind of is gauged off of those. And specifically at the beginning of the season, I had low expectations just due to the low low statistics. Um, But it it was a very pleasant way to see the season with a four seed finish in the West and an awesome game against Georgia Southern and unfortunately um, uh, just falling short against Troy. Yeah, I definitely saw the resilience from this team. They didn't stop from what they wanted to achieve, and they definitely surpassed all expectations. They were thought in the preseason polls to come fifth in the West and probably 10th overall through the whole conference, and they definitely proved people wrong. Back then, Coach Z said that when the polls came out, they don't really put much weight into what they're going to do this season and she was not wrong as they went to the second round of the tournament and kept Troy on their toes it's definitely been a great season for them and I can't wait to see what is to come Kennedy has some last words Uh, yes during the offseason they're just going to continue to grow and become stronger as a unit and they'll be back to show why they are threatening this conference and why no one will be able to stop them so honestly this next season is going to be amazing to watch and I just can't wait to see what they do Uh, yes and So now moving from basketball, I'm just going to briefly mention that Texas State Volleyball is also set to play today against the number two Texas um, as part of their spring schedule in Austin at 7 p.m. If you're unable to make it to the game, it'll be available on ESPN+. But now let's move on to some national talk since it's International Women's Day. I think it would be great to talk about how women are paving their way through the sports industry. So any opinions on that? Well, first off, happy International Women's Day to you guys. Um, So for International Women's Day, I just kind of wanted to highlight some projects that I've seen recently, specifically with social media and along the terms of broadcasting. Um, So women in sports have definitely come a long way. There was a point uh, point in time, I would probably say early 2000s, where the only strong female broadcaster that you really heard from was Erin Andrews and she is no doubt a phenomenal broadcaster but it is definitely very exciting to see some new faces come in Um, and some women-based reporting that I've seen specifically on social media recently is a new um, I want to say company movement um, called Together that is coming out by a few female Olympians so that's definitely something it's called Together Um, It's on specifically right now Instagram, so definitely something worth checking out if you're interested in um, female sports. Definitely. Yes, I agree. I really love that. And I know the future of women's sports is going to be really amazing. Like the next generation of women are taking over right now. Naomi Osaka, she beat Serena Williams in the Australian-U.S. semifinals. I thought that was amazing. It's kind of like passing the torch a little bit, like I'm giving you the key to continue my legacy type of thing. So I thought that was really amazing. And women are just using their voices for on bigger platforms to continue to help other people 
get on more women to be successful. And I just love that they are raising their voices to support things that they really care about. Yeah, I definitely think that we'll continue to see more and more um, women in positions of power and coaching male sports. Um, male, in one of my classes, actually, we were just talking about gender and sports, and we watched a video about females coaching males. And at the University of Maine, they have implemented an alpha female coaching to teach these players that they they don't need um, just one type of coach and that coaching a sport does not should, should not be defined by gender. And I feel like we're going to see that definitely in the future with more females either going into the GM position at baseball or um, in head coaching positions in other sports. Yeah, I was actually just about to say, I really do think that we are very close to seeing a, a first female head coach in the NBA in Becky Hammond for the San Antonio Spurs. I think as soon as Greg Popovich is, retires and he's out of there, I would not be surprised to see them give the reins to Becky Hammond. I mean, she has been just amazing for that whole organization and what she's done for the city of San Antonio. I mean, she's a role model for women all across the entire country. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, with you mentioning national sports, more and more women officials are actually uh, ruling the game. So that's amazing, too, because you usually see just four guys out there on the football field. But now it's women that have the white hat on. And I, that's just beautiful for me to see, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree with you, Gage. I can see them passing the reins to Becky Hammond, especially because she's been such an impact to that Spurs team. Um, but if you all have any other final thoughts, then we are going to head right into weather. All right, so let's breeze on over to your KTSW weather report. All right, so today it is a cloudy 61 degrees in wonderful San Marvelous. So today we have a high of 72 and a low of 54, and tomorrow it will continue to remain cloudy, and we have a high of 79 and a low of 59. Thank you, Remley, for that. And I just want to thank our producer, Gage Sutton, our co-host, Kenny Moore, and Remley Herzberg. And another special thanks to Coach Ricky Woodard for joining us today. I've been your host, Riley Lowe, signing off from this special International Women's Day Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.